Have you guys heard? The, there's a hazardous area, and the beaches are closed by order of the MAPD. Man. The well, MAPD? Amity PD. Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, can I go know, swimming? No, but while you wait to swim, you can listen to this oh. episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 103103, uh, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much, as well as Katek Ruiz, who is sponsored once again this episode, keeping us in, yes. uh, in swimming in chum, which doesn't sound very fun. But uh, <laughs> when you need to catch Especially a shark. if your name is Chum. I suppose, yes. We're not covering inner space, though. We're covering just. Anyway, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and distress over driving dinghies at dusk. Mm-hmm. And I predicted that Jaws would be a classic movie. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and uh, fellow orca... Sa- uh, not salesman. <laughs> orca seaman. That sounds horrible. <laughs> orca sailor. I guess. I'll go with that. <laughs> you could say boatman. Boatman, yeah. Shipman, whatever. Sailor. My first mate, Paul the Master Inter- Interrupter Powers. Hey, Paul. Hey, Francisco. Uh, uh, you interrupted yourself on that I one. I did. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is thus. Several decades after the release of Jaws, 1975, Lee Fierro, I think is her name, who played Mrs. Kittner, walked into a seafood, into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kittner sandwich. She commented that she had played his mother so, so many years ago. The owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and he was none other than Jeffrey Voorhees, who had played her son in the movie. No way! Yeah, they had That's not. Cool. They had not seen each other since the original movie shoot. Wow, Paul. My question for you is: What is on the Paul Power sandwich? <laughs> Ew! I guess me. No, well, like if you had a sandwich <laughs> named after yourselves, jeez. Oh. What would be on it? A powerful uh, cheese. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. So what? We'll just a grilled cheese that. sandwich <laughs> with a powerful with power. <laughs> that is so anticlimactic. I was expecting this. So I have roast beef with some salami. Hey, and- we didn't ask you what's on <laughs> the Francisco sandwich. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. And I Paul? predicted yeah, this your- movie would be a classic. All right. As well. All right. All right, all right, all right. Uh, we'd like to welcome back to the show our chief engineer, Danae Berg. Hey, Danae. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Uh, my trivial question for you is, the first shark killed on the docks, which is supposed to be the man-eater in the movie, 
was actually a real shark killed in Florida since there was not a big enough one in the Martha's Vineyard where Jaws was shot. According to Carl Gottlieb's The Jaws Log, which that's, I think, a book or maybe a documentary. I'm not sure. But he was one of the writers. Okay. So he's probably just him in journal or something. But he said, by the time it had been sh- the, this shark had been shipped to the set and prepared for filming, it was starting to decompose quite badly, and the smell was appalling. Ew. As it was hung from its tail... Its internal organs broke loose and piled up in the back of its throat, which just added to the discomfort of all those who were forced to work in close proximity to it. Is that why it was missing all its teeth, too? I don't know. I didn't notice that. Danae, what is the grossest thing you have ever had to be close to? Oh, my gosh. This is such a specific question. And I need a specific answer. Oh, I think (laughs) if you're talking about something that smelled really bad. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So growing up. There was a smell that we started noticing in the mm-hmm. house we were growing up. We were like, man, we thought it was something in the fridge. My mom cleaned out the whole fridge. Uh-huh. The smell just kept getting worse and worse. Oh. We finally figured out it was a possum that had died under our deck. Oh, and so my dad nice. had to go clean it out, and it was disgusting. It smelled so bad. Ew. That was probably okay. the worst. Wow. that Yeah, that does not sound like a good time. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to clean it up. No, I was probably eight. <laughs> oh, you would fit perfectly under the house, then, I'm sure. He had to like unscrew deck boards and oh, take it off, man. and it was really Jeez. bad. Well, thank you for coming back to the show, Danae. And what was your prediction for Jaws? I also predicted it would be a classic. Wow, this movie has some high standards where it has to meet up to. Um, we'll yeah. find out if it will can meet those standards. Uh, and and if next time on the Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast, if it's truly a Jawsome movie. But first, uh, uh, Paul, uh, uh. <laughs> will you enter the course for Alice? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on this movie and what we liked and what we liked most, and also some of the things we didn't like and what we didn't like most. And let's head back uh, for some feedback and announcements. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Alice? You're welcome, Francisco. Can you uh, maybe use your sonar? I don't know what you need to do to find Jaws, but uh, do that. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. It has survived millions of years of evolution. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. If you forgot what terror is like, the original Jaws is back for two weeks only. Rated PG. The original Jaws is resurfaced, now playing at a theater near you. (laughs) Ah, see, because it's beneath the water and it's resurfaced. Uh, But what memories sort of resurfaced as we began and prepared to watch this movie? Let's go to our memory mind melt synopsis to find out. Uh, And it just occurred to me, Paul, I thought this is a movie you hadn't seen before. So how did you have a prediction? Because everyone else liked it. Uh, Okay. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the memory mind melt. A shark attacks a young woman off the coast of Amnity Island. (laughs) Wow. Amity? Yeah, like the Amityville Horror. Not Enmity or Amity? It's Amity, but someone remembered Amity. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) While a police chief just wants to spend a quiet summer on the beach with his family, 
the sheriff is put in charge of what happened, and somehow the wrong shark is caught. Mysterious shark signs are followed by a dramatic shark attack, and a man loses his dog named Pippin. Dr. Marvin is called in, and he and and the sheriff go with another shark hunter to face off against the mega shark Jaws. It ends with a man versus beast duel to the death. Um, that was. You really want to push the button? That was, I, yeah, I'm being nitpicky, but nitpicky counts for inception. What? Uh, well, and what's also an not the name. Amity. Amity, no N. Uh, and also the Doctor uh, Marvin wasn't there. The, Dr. Sher- the Dr. police Leo chief Marvin. wasn't just there to spend the quiet summer. He was he had been sta- he had moved there but to work. But maybe he as the- wanted to spend a quiet summer. I suppose that was possible. That was very nitpicky. <laughs> you just really like to push the button. You know what? We have to sometimes pay attention to the details. And Paul, what are the details of you know who was in this movie? What, how much money it made, etc. You totally ruined what I was going to go into. <laughs> ha ha ha. Because I was going to go into Jaws 19 that came out last Seriously? year. It was only the trailer. <laughs> yeah. There was Jaws 19? Oh, because well, it, was it was only a trailer. That was featured oh. in Back to the Future too. Oh. Yeah. So when Back to the Future was going to have its like 2015, we're yeah. out there. They release a bunch of yeah. faux trailers as if we, as if that future had happened. You guys should play that one. That'd be fun. That. That would be fun. Um, okay. Uh, Jaws is rated PG, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. No, this is back before... PG-13, PG yeah. yeah. It uh, runs an hour, or sorry, two hours and four minutes, and was released in theaters on June 20th, 1975. It is directed by Steven Spielberg and stars Roy Scheider. That's how you say it, not Rob Schneider, right? Correct. Or that's, Rob Reiner. That's how I would pronounce yeah. it is Roy Shire. Okay. Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, and a few others you may or may not recognize. Uh, budget of this film was about eight or nine million dollars. It went on to gross almost five hundred million dollars worldwide. Question. Wowza. With all Almost two hundred million in rentals alone. On top of that, was what that, is your question? Was that budget the adjusted for inflation or the original budget? I believe the budget was the original budget. Yeah, but I, the movie, but how much it made was adjusted. So, if that makes sense, because I remember I reading know. that they had like a one and a half million dollar budget that they like way exceeded, but I didn't remember that it was like eight or nine million. All right, now you got me curious. Um, well, so, so I've, I've recently started listening to, a, a, I wouldn't call her a Hollywood insider, but she very much is, does a daily show on sort of the business of Hollywood and movies coming out and stuff like that. And she says that when Hollywood posts numbers, they never use inflation because if they adjusted for inflation, all the movies of the past be- would be way, have made way more money than the movies now. Oh, okay. So that's why they, they always just say, oh yeah, it's the biggest opening ever. Um, even though if you adjusted for inflation, it doesn't look like that. Um, okay. So I would say it's not, but Paul. So box office mojo says the production budget was $7 million. IMDb says it's $8 million. Hmm. And 
Wikipedia says it's $9 million. Weird. So somewhere around there. Hmm. <laughs> whatever Average it was, whatever it was, I'm pretty sure that it was much lower that they were given as a budget to start with. And it went way, way over budget. So yeah, that I've heard is true. One thing I do want to mention and call out is, uh, only we one thing good. I Those think only one podcast. thing. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Steven Spielberg has been like an executive producer on many of the films we've covered from an American tale to the back to the futures. But, um, I don't think he's directed any of the other what? movies he we've covered. Um, really? you did remedy that the only other person that was in this movie that we've, uh, who's been in another movie we covered was John Williams. N- no, <laughs> yes. Was Richard Dreyfus oh. who was Dr. Leo Marvin. And what about Bob? And um, you can go back and listen to retro rewind, retro rewind slash 88 for that episode. Who directed E.T.? Dang it. <laughs> Francisco doesn't like to. Yeah, I don't. I don't acknowledge. <laughs> I was just like, well, when you You're seem right. very, very sure I of it. Totally, so I was like, oh, man, did I totally I not to- forget? No. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty just, sure you'd done E.T. There's this movie called E.T. that Steven Spielberg <laughs> apparently directed. Uh, and go and back and listen it. to Slash 69 for, for that. I, You know, it's a very fun episode where I am totally high on E.T. Uh, you not, love it. So I'm really surprised that you guys haven't done more Steven Spielberg. I am too. When yeah, me too. Just scrolling through Maybe the list here. but buffer your uh, voting, voting list with some Steven Spielberg classics. I can't buffer it. It's whatever people vote on. So Well, you add stuff to the list, right? Yes. You yes. Add, yeah. No, not buffer. I mean, like, add to the list. Oh, add, oh I pop, see what Pop you're some new ones in there. Anti-cull it. Anti-cull it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that should be a word. Wow. All right, so now that we've gone through all those technicals, uh, let's talk about the things we liked about this movie. Uh, and, Danae, let's start with you. What's okay. one thing you liked about Jaws? Okay, one of my ooh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie mm-hmm. is when they're all on the boat, and it's night, and they The do, orca? Or they're the, on, yeah, they're yeah. on the orca. So Hooper, uh, Quint, and... Uh, Chief Jeez. Bra- Brody, 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 Brody yeah. Chief Brody, um, and you know, they're Hooper and Quint have been just fighting, just bickering amongst themselves, and then they get into the one-upping each other on their shark bites. Yeah. I love that scene. It kind of, I feel like it kind of mimicked their real life relationship, and apparently, <laughs> yeah, that was very, that was pretty much their real life. Relationship very antagonistic was. and competitive, mm-hmm. and then that scene just it just seemed like it was a very genuine kind of competitive spirit and then bonding. Exactly. Yeah. I like that they're able to eventually bond over something, even though, I mean, I think they both throughout saw their one another's value as a fellow sailor um, and, or captain. But I think, yeah, it was that point where they, they, Met they all they didn't necessarily develop a friendship, but yeah, they bonded. Just some somewhat a little bit more respect. Camaraderie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Let's Is see. that the scene where it ends with them all singing together? Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah, scene I kind like of that. like started tying a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's kind of yeah. in the back end of the movie, mm-hmm. but it, it really kind of started solidifying some of the characters. Yeah. 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 In fact, when you put it together, that whole, where it begins with them comparing and it ending with them singing, that whole scene together is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Especially with the so. Indianapolis speech. The Indi- the, yeah. The monologue, yeah, soliloquy. The monologue. <laughs> I think it's a monologue because 
Isn't soliloquy when you're just addressing the audience? Uh, I don't know. To the Google. <laughs> Too many Googles. Uh, Paul, while I'm Googling that, because I'm sure our, our audience needs to know the difference between monologue and soliloquy, what's something you liked about this movie? Um, sorry, I was looking at the definition of soliloquy. <laughs> that is an act of speaking one's thoughts aloud when by oneself or regardless of any hearers, especially by oh. a character in a play. So okay. still counts. So well, yeah, be. but the other people were there. Maybe it's both. But I think so. it said regardless of the people matter. around. Yeah, yeah, regardless of It's just that you're speaking yeah. by yourself, only you. Fine, fine, guys. Yeah. Whatever. Like I don't care if they see it or not. Paul, what's something you like? Um, since I don't I, like that I thought definition. It was really, uh, I thought it was a really sweet moment with the son copying the dad. <gasps> yeah. And it was. Yes, the, totally. Yeah, so that was nice. It's nice to have a little niceness in, in a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and I looked up monologue is actually what I was thinking, when it's actually someone essentially, essentially expressing their mental thoughts aloud. Oh, and it's uh, so like it's monologuing. Both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you caught me monologuing. Can you monologue a soliloquy? I suppose. I, I think so. Actually, you totally could. Oh uh, my goodness. Okay, fine. I I don't like your guys' amazing way of one upping me, but something I did like about this movie was, um, though I don't, I don't like how Mrs. Kittner, the the woman who you see dressed in black that lost her son, um, yeah. how she just places all the blame on Brody and like slaps him. Mm. I don't really care for she, that. She's going through grief. And I mean, the it's ocean... come it, out in weird ways. Sure. The ocean is inherently dangerous. So just like ha- letting her son go in, you're like, you're kind of like putting yourself at the mercy of nature. But... I do like what I do like about this that scene is that she calls out Brody for not sticking to his guns and just like He's sort of rolling guns. over to the whims of the mayor. And I thought that was really powerful and that really that really bolstered him and like, okay, I can't believe I, I sort of just uh didn't listen to my conscience and now I'm gonna okay, now I'm well, gonna stick to it. I felt like too in that I think he wanted to close the beach and his hands mm-hmm. were tied because they needed a civil, what was it, like a civil township agreement. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't do it without the agreement. Right. So yeah. I, I felt I felt bad yeah. for him too. I, told, I agree with you and what you're saying is it definitely bolstered him, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like it was a fault of his. I think he took it as fault, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I felt bad that his hands were really tied in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's good writing. It, it it was good, Ryan. Yeah, um, I'm curious if either of you read the book, Jaws. I have. Apparently, it's a very book? different. It's yeah. Uh-huh. It's based on a yeah. It's based quote unquote on a book. Um, oh, like Moby Dick, because they're all after the giant white fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> so I learned with the book, it was coming out, and they the scriptwriters or somebody in the studio had a pre-release copy of it mm-hmm. and they said okay let's make a movie out of this oh, okay and start that's why they were on such an extremely tight production schedule oh. is they were trying to release it about the same time oh. while the hype for the book was still because it was on a national bestseller oh list. really I didn't so they were trying to yeah cool. and so then as the production schedule kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed there was so much pressure on mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg and the rest of the crew that Lots of people were like, 
I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. You know, it it almost fell apart multiple times just because of the pressure the studio was putting them under. I wonder, you know, you bring that makes me wonder if there was some sort of semblance of Steven Spielberg directing Roy Scheider because of all the pressure Steven Spielberg was under to sort of almost imparted that onto how he was directing Roy Scheider to feel all this pressure of all the town coming down on him and, uh, and then trying to get this shark and having to wrestle between Hooper and Quint. And yeah, I, I that's yeah. purely speculation on my part, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, you know if the book is so different from the movie, I'm surprised I didn't hear more of people that were disappointed in the movie. It's like, Oh, it's not, like the book but then probably, again i wasn't born yet yeah so. it was like 1970 <laughs> yeah it would have come out probably in like 74 mm-hmm. the book ish 73 or 74 yeah. but uh anyway i have no segue from that danae what's one <laughs> other thing you liked one other thing i liked um i like that steven spielberg put a really high importance in shooting the ocean scenes actually on the Atlantic ocean. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of, um, a lot of people had recommended like just do it in a tank or do it in a controlled lake or something like that. And he Mm -hmm. really stuck with it. And I think somewhat regretted and somewhat like the end (laughs) result that they did it in the ocean because it gave those scenes so much more power because you really got the sense of isolation of the boat and the just mm-hmm. the three guys on the boat versus the shark. Yeah. And I thought that was really powerful and you couldn't have executed that. Yeah. At, at, for, for the effects that they had available in 1975, mm-hmm. 74, um, to really make it have that feeling of isolation and aloneness. Yeah. What did you think about that visual storytelling technique, Paul? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> no, well, but put. seriously, I, <laughs> I do agree that it's much better with them shooting out in the ocean. Yeah. Rather than just like a faraway shot of, oh, that could be filmed in a tank. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was actually surprised. Like I, I read about that and um, you corroborate it now, Danae. But uh, I had this thought that some of it was shot at Universal Studios because if you've ever gone to Universal oh, yeah. Studios on the ride, <laughs> they have that whole sequence where Jaws comes out next to the tram and no. i thought that was part of the no. <laughs> that's what i thought too. the backlot tour yeah yeah, yeah. I, because some of that backlot i thought was used for no. the actual movies so they made it after what they, i know shocker well, maybe they shipped it oh over. I don't know. i'm they shipped martha's vineyard over yeah. what, what you mean it's all fake <laughs> what <laughs> can't trust movies <laughs> you tried. can't trust studio tours <laughs> this is not real Shark still looks fake. Exactly. Yeah. Um, something else. Which I, I was surprised. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I was fine. surprised how <laughs> fake the shark, how not fake the shark looked. For some, I've heard all these years, like, oh, the shark looks fake. And then when watching, I was like, you know, that shark doesn't look all that fake. Oh, I know. So I have an interesting anecdote on that for later, but I will let Francisco. Thank Unless you, you want me to interject it now. Uh, I well, mine is actually t- kind of okay. tied to what you said before about sort of shooting on the sea and um um but this is this is much more specific to a single shot i just i loved the how spielberg composed the shot of as the they're leaving the uh brody quentin who are leaving the dock on the orca 
they're going out to sea and you see them going essentially into the mouth of that um oh jaw that shark, shark. Uh, mouth that's yeah. the, uh, you know the one hanging on quince wall i I mean, that's just such a perfect picture of what's about to happen and just how they're able to pull that off. I just, uh, I just love that. We were watching that and it's funny that you picked that exact scene because Travis said, wow, that's a classic Spielberg camera shot. Mm, It mm -hmm. just seemed very like quintessential, like his kind of, uh, like what you're saying, symbolic. Yep, exactly. Of what's going to happen. Foreshadowing. Exactly. Interesting. So that's something else I like. Now, go ahead, Paul, with what you were going to say. Boy, I feel dumb. I didn't pick that up when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. I didn't <laughs> put together that it's like a mouth with you know, the the boat and everything. Well, okay. and, but this was your first time watching it. So yeah. I, I I think that's um I doubt I would have noticed my first viewing. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but what's so something else what's you something like, else Paul? I like? Yeah. I thought it was well done in a creepy way that the scene with the dock coming right at the fisherman, like it's just the wood dock. Oh, yeah. They didn't show the shark, Mm -hmm. but it's like going away and then it's coming right at him. And I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, get out now. (laughs) But the idea of using just the dock and not the shark or anything like that, I thought was really well done. Do you think, I'm curious, do you think that the dock, that the shark actually turned around or that yeah. the the, the uh, jaws pulled the roast beef away on the chain and then the, the dock sort of was caught back up in the the uh, waves coming, pushing it back? No, it was, it was coming back at him too fast. I think it, the shark okay. pulled it off and then turned it around. What do you think, Danae? Mm, I think it was coming back and somehow detached and it just momentum carried it because i think if i i can't remember watching it if you can see the the chain pulling it back oh yeah i remember it like sort of turning around in that way with the chain but i don't i don't know i'm sure i think it's cool i exactly what paul said and this kind of will get into one of my my classic makers later Mm -hmm. but how they were able to use non-shark things to represent the shark Mm -hmm. because of all the issues they had (laughs) with the shark. And they ended up being more effective than actually having this like Godzilla-like creature. Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. was more suspenseful not seeing the shark. Yeah, totally. Not seeing Bruce. He was sick that day. (laughs) (laughs) He's sick every day. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back to you, Janae. What's What's one more thing that you liked about Jaws? Um, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I really liked the competitiveness between Quint and Hooper. Mm-hmm. I think we touched on it a little bit, but they were very different personalities. You have kind of like mm-hmm. young, smart science guy, and you have like the old salty dog, yeah. and they had completely different perspectives, but both extreme shark experts. Uh-huh. And I just like different their, angles. Yeah, yeah, I just like their personality dynamic. I thought it was. Uh, really effective balance between the three of them, mm-hmm. the, the three kind That's of main point. guy characters. Totally. Uh, Paul, what's something else you liked? I loved how it's the intensity started off. Well, it kind of started off mm, with a bang with the girl at the beginning. But after that initial bang, it kind of from there, it kind of, the intensity slowly built 
Like first it was like the bunch of Boy Scouts are swimming in the water. You're like, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. Like, nothing happened. And then there's the fake out swimmer, like yeah. all the different swimming things. And and from there it just got bigger and bigger until finally a shark showed up. I liked how it was like, okay, grabbed your attention with one scene and mm-hmm. then it was a slow build after that. That yeah. really, once it got you hooked, it's gonna take you for a ride. You ah, never, you never hooked? knew ah. in a specific scene would there right. be attack or is it yeah. just like a red herring? Totally, yeah. right, yes. right. So I yeah. like the way they did. They they played with that. Oh, absolutely! Did a great job building up tension in that way. Yeah. Um, one other thing I liked, and then I think we're gonna get to our uh, classic makers here. Um, I I thought. Richard Dreyfus was totally charismatic in this role as mm-hmm. Hooper. I just loved his dynamic. Um, not, I liked his dynamic more with uh, Roy Scheider, uh, Brody's character. I, I appreciated his dynamic with Quint, uh, but I, yeah, I just liked how mm-hmm. they played off one another. Um, especially when, when he says uh, uh, to Brody, um, okay, I'm done here. He doesn't want to listen. <laughs> like, good luck with this. And he's about to leave. Uh, yeah. Something about like, it's. I guess you're choosing to be hot lunch or something about oh, signing yeah, yeah. up to be hot lunch. Yeah. yeah. Or, oh, they're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> when they get all right, sounds good. That eight, those eight <laughs> guys get in the boat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, guys, let's go ahead and get to our classic makers for Jaws. Um, what's... Insert joke here because I can't think of another one other than Jossum again. What was really biting? Ah, there oh, you go. Very good. Yes. Um, what really hooked us? Uh, yes. Let's start with uh, let's start with Paul this time. What's your classic maker, Paul? As someone who's the, never seen this movie before, the music. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just stole the name, but Always. honestly. Honestly, the music and I had heard, you know, I've heard this. I've had this, this the the Jaws theme on my playlist for years. Sure, but a lot of times it's kind of made fun of, like in uh, in pop culture and mm-hmm. things like that. Even the music, mm-hmm. but I was really impressed how intense the music was, and it it really added to the scenes like mm-hmm. exponentially. Yes. It didn't seem cheesy to me at all, and it was. And I was totally engaged with it, and it was like, this is amazing. Even like, this is like the seventies and eighties. It's like John Williams at his best. It's like, <laughs> yes, this, this is good. Well done, John. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Danae, so was that um pretty much your classic maker as well, or yes, part well partly. So mine was the use of music as a character oh, in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the score in general, mm-hmm. but um, I thought it was really cool. There's a quote, I think it was by one of the producers, maybe. That George Lucas. He, no, it was, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But there was a quote that said, um, John Williams put the bite in the shark. Oh, and that, nice. oh yeah. And so after, you know, they were having all of the uh, mechanical issues, um, Steven Spielberg said it's um, it's what we don't see that's really frightening. Mm-hmm. And so that John Williams was able to kind of add on to that. So it's like you don't have to see the shark to still know the shark is there yeah. through the music. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was in like with what Paul said is, you know, maybe it gets made fun of or overused. But I think that's also a sign of how 
timeless and classic the music is. Mm-hmm. It's so iconic that th- I don't think that there's anybody who doesn't know what the theme for Jaws is. Yeah. Or wouldn't <clears throat> recognize it, even if they haven't seen the movie. Well, I don't think my daughter or son would recognize it. But, but they, uh, but you probably have gone dun, 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 to them before. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have so hummed pervasive. Star Wars yeah. and Indiana Jones to them. Yeah. So I'm curious when they're Are older and see those. I'm, I'm like... I'd be curious if they're like, I've heard this before. <laughs> um, Something very familiar about all exactly, this. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, very cool, guys. So mine was actually not having to do, if it had to do with the music, I wasn't aware of it because get out. My <laughs> classic maker has to do with the second kill scene with the boy on that uh, raft. raft? The Kittner boy. Yeah, the, I, where the raft just shows up on those. So that scene sort of starts, and I'm I'm watching as he's being devoured and pulled under, and I'm having a physiological reaction. I'm like, I don't know if I was hyperventilating, but I was something to the effect of... <laughs> I mean, not I wasn't quite vocalizing like that. Breathe, Francisco. Yeah, I was, it was like I was having trouble breathing. I was so caught up. I think, and I, I think the main reason for that reaction was because I'm a father as opposed to whenever the last time I saw this, I don't think I was. Mm -hmm. And just sort of putting myself in that position of seeing this happen to my child and I can't do anything about it. And just the shock of that. And it was, it was very visceral and powerful. And that, I don't think I've ever had a movie do that to me before. Wow. So oh, wow. that that's why I'm making that my classic maker that I was so, so right there with the movie that I could have been there. And yeah, you know, Very, why? Oh, go ahead. I was say, cause it's, it's the music. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. As I say, really interesting anecdote about that scene. So uh-huh. the boy who played, um, Alex, is it Kittrick? Kittner. Kittner. Kittner, yeah. Not McKittrick. <laughs> Alex Kittner. Not Mission Impossible, no. <laughs> um, so the boy who played him couldn't stay. He was supposed to do his thrashing around and uh-huh. then stay underwater, and he was having such a hard time that in the last take, they had a diver help, like, pull him up and oh, down really? and then pull him oh, under and give no. him and give oh, gosh. no no this is fine give him air <laughs> give him okay. air underneath so it, apparently no, yeah so the last take is the one that was used in the movie the woman who played his mother that we were talking about earlier uh-huh. Uh-huh. had the same reaction you did oh, while really? they were filming she oh, was watching wow. it happen and having it not even be her child she said she had that kind of oh, gut wow. reaction yeah. while they were filming because it was so realistic and mm-hmm. dramatic mm-hmm. Wow. So good job, Jaws, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you felt what you felt what you were meant to feel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um cool guys. So that's what we really liked about Jaws. But before we, we like to go and uh we usually post on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Um, hey, we're gonna cover this movie. Uh what are your memories or thoughts? Do you think it's a classic, nostalgic, tragic? And here's what some of you had to say. Uh, Diego Avila, who's at a Latina lawyer, said, I'll never go into the ocean after dusk because of some of those attack scenes and the music. <laughs> Chills. Uh, thank you, Diego. I think we, we can all attest to that. Uh, uh, Ryan Jackson said, 
this movie scared the pants off me. <laughs> Still can't find those pants. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Steve Hamilton uh, said, I like the showing off of scars as they sit and drink on the boat. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. Maybe the Sequest DSV? <laughs> nice. Nice pull there, Steve. Uh, and Steve also responded to uh, this is from a different post, but um, Paul had mentioned uh, any any last things you remember about Jaws? And Steve said, I think for what it's worth, he's an underrated villain, especially in Moonraker and GoldenEye 64, of course. Uh, and don't forget, he's the big guy in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think you're referencing the actor who played Jaws in those James Bond movies, not Jaws this film, Steve. Come on now. No, I, I, I know you're making a joke. I what, didn't did get it? the joke. <laughs> one of the villains in one of those James Bond mm-hmm. in Moonraker, his name is Jaws. Because oh. he has a metal jaw. Oh. So he's being cheeky. What about Happy Gilmore? Uh, that's the same actor who played... Who is he in Happy Gilmore? The he's, big tall guy who got like... Does I he think, get his hand eaten by an alligator? No. No. Oh, the guy that gets in with the nail gun. Yes. The nail in his head. Yes, oh, that, guy, that guy. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, and uh, Steve also commented, screw around with these tanks and they're going to blow up. <laughs> that might be the second best line of the movie besides we're going to need a bigger boat. It's a great foreshadowing. Yes. And then the shooting star was pretty cool in the movie. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if that's... And apparently that was a real shooting star. It, ha- is, it was oh. a couple times. Oh, yeah, I saw Oh, I only twice. saw one. Oh, wow. I, oh, Travis and I were watching and I think we saw... It was like two scenes that were back to back. And I was like, was that actually in the real... In the real life? Was it in, in the, the movie? <laughs> I was like, yeah, was that in real life? But it was... It almost seemed like... I'd have to go back and look. It was yeah. two separate takes. So mm-hmm. either there was one shooting star or there was a couple. Angles. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, I thought it was fake. <laughs> At least it looked fake. I know, right? Um, so thank you, Steve, for all that uh, feedback. Uh, Nate Henderson says, classic, classic, classic. A shark's got lifeless eyes. A shark's got... I'm going to do my best Quentin impression here. Shark's oh, got lifeless eyes. Black guys. <laughs> Like a doll's eyes. Really good. <laughs> thank you. I don't think so, but thank no. you. Oh, I think you said that was really good. I did. Find an A. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Quinn's monologue is one of the best things ever written and delivered on film. Thank you, Nate. Or uh, soliloquy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Patrick Hicks said, give us a kiss. Uh, the table scene with Brody and his son was incredible. I think you commented on that, Paul. Uh, thank you, Patch. Uh, Eric Purcell said, we're going to need a bigger boat, which it's actually you're going to need a bigger boat. But I, I often misquote that as well, Eric. Uh, and Eric also said, poor shark. It just needs some Pepto-Bismol for that upset tummy. I always, I always wondered why they didn't just visit Batman and ask for some of his famous shark repellent spray. <laughs> um, maybe the spray wasn't ozone friendly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was the reason, Eric. Because <laughs> uh, they really cared about, they the about the ozone back, back then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see. Travis Berg. Uh, I, have you ever heard of that guy? Uh, mm, not ringing a bell. Yeah, weird. It sounds familiar, but whatever. Uh, he said, I remember being terrified to go swimming in our pond for months after watching this the first time. Thank you, Travis. 
Uh, Christopher Bow said, iconic score. Uh, people who have not seen the movie know the music. Classic. Becky Williams said, we need a bigger boat. Uh, I can't believe you never saw Jaws. It's a classic. Responding to Paul, who this was his first time. Uh, Marty Knuckle McCormick said, it was so good. I loved it and it was terrifying. I didn't go to the beach for a long time. <laughs> uh, then, uh, again, Paul had posted that he had never seen this before. And some of the responses to that were, uh, Suzanne Stoll Sabo said, first time? What? Really? I'm shocked. Uh, Valerie Powers said, it was my first time as well. Uh, Paul, you'll have to let us know what Valerie thought of it. Uh, Chad Reiser said, uh, oh, Chad Reiser did his best Elaine. Per- <sighs> Chad Reiser did his best Elaine impression and said, get out Jaws virgins. And you didn't call me. It's like, I don't even know you. Um, and Paul responded to that. I thought this was funny. So Paul said next time. Oh, wait, we've, we're not virgins anymore. <laughs> and then Chad said, now all you do is swim, eat and make little sharks. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Chad, for that feedback. Uh, oh, and I don't think I said thank you, uh, Valerie and Suzanne as well. And finally, Sean Davis said, you've never watched Jaws? Oh, man. So thank you, Sean, for that feedback as well. Now, um, you know, I, I haven't been in the ocean since I've seen this movie either. <laughs> How coincidental. Oh, whoa. <laughs> you haven't gone to the beach in the last day? Amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you, I really don't, I can't believe you hadn't seen it before. Now was it just? It was just never really on your radar. It it never really appealed to me. Like hmm. oh, okay, you know, and it's not and my genre. True. It, so it's like I kind of felt that way about Rocky until recently. Recently, when I saw it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I've never seen Rocky. It's pretty good. Actually, it's, it's really good. But <laughs> did it rock you? <sighs> it's better than you anticipated. Let's talk about the thing that's the things that really rocks us about this movie and rocks us in a bad way, like rocks us to our core. Like how could this be in a Steven Spielberg movie? Um, let's talk about the things we didn't like about jaws. Let's start with you, Paul. What's something you didn't like about jaws? Okay. Who stays in the hospital overnight? Cause of shock. For that's, real. That's what I want. I've never had shock, hosp- so I have no idea. Okay, the the nurses, I guess there's a town with nothing going on because like, <laughs> oh, you are a little discomforted. Oh, why don't you stay the night in the hospital? It's like, well, you know, they've got nothing going on when their highest level of crime was the karate class chopping oh, the yeah. fences. <laughs> well put, well put. I thought the same thing too. Is like he needed to go to the hospital for his shock, his mild, well, she said like a mild pale, case of though. shock. That seemed kind of not good. I don't know. No, yeah, don't waste the the nurse's time and the doctor's time. They have other stuff. They could be golfing or something. <laughs> oh my! They could be okay. swimming. Uh, yeah, uh, with the shark. Uh, okay. Um, no, they're gonna see their lawyer. What? Uh, Danae, what's something you don't like about this movie? I did not like the town mayor. I think you're made Who to. Does? I know what? you're made to not you didn't like him. <laughs> Shocker! I think you're supposed to not like yeah. him. I especially did not like his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. 70s it jacket. was funny. It Get was funny, here. but I'm like, come on. 
The, her costume department must have really, really had fun t- with that one. It was like a yeah. blazer with anchors on it, and I'm like, he's oh, going it had for it. Anchors on it, yeah. I didn't notice the that. first time. Yeah, it was classy. Oh wow, one of his jackets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, he he kind of ran that town like he was like a I don't know mob boss or something. <laughs> like he was an <laughs> islander. Yeah, like he was just a little bit too drunk on his power over yeah, a small oh, island. Totally. So I'm like. Yeah, sure. Just risk everyone's lives because you want to have people come to the beach. Yeah, I definitely thought his character was deplorable. I thought the guy who played him was was good. Yeah. Though. Oh, totally. And and you are meant to hate him so that you kind of give Chief Brody the chance to be like the shining hero that's like yeah. fighting against. Mm-hmm. So totally. But yeah. Um, let's see. Something I didn't like about this movie was I. I mean, still, I mean, I've seen this movie several several times, and even this time, I don't understand why what Quint's rationale is behind busting up the radio <laughs> and then endangering them all by burning out the engine. I just don't understand why he did that. <laughs> Other than he's har- he's uh, uh, not harnessing, loony. but loony or just like uh, pretending to be uh, Ahab or what. I just, I don't get it. That's Captain Ahab, dude. Channeling, that's the word I want. Channeling Ahab. You and Travis picked out a lot of very similar things. He's oh, really? like, why did he do that? Yeah. And I'm and I think with the radio part, it was so that they wouldn't get rescued. So they would have to stick it out and finish getting can, the shark. I can kind of see that, yeah. But the right. but the engine right. part, I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm like, that didn't seem like it I'm like he can see that it's smoking and he's pushing it to the max. You know what? It just, you know, it just dawned on me talking us talking through it. Quint is the only one who dies. I one of the three of them. I wonder if they needed a. This is a little, a little uh, long. So bear with me. They probably oh, needed no. some higher stakes. They needed Quint to die so that you didn't know if Brody or Hooper would, would also survive. die, mm-hmm. and so. They needed a reason to kill him off and you not to be so sad about it. So they used him going crazy and endangering them as a good excuse to kill him without the audience feeling so bad about it. That's my... Maybe. He was already pretty crazy. They seemed more of just like reactions of his normal personality. Yeah. But... And plus the reason why I think he kept pushing the boat is because that's his boat. I figured like he, from experience, he knows that this boat can handle more. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's also like the fight of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so he's like pushing to the max. He was just gleeful over yeah, like, all right. the taxidermist is going to love this one <laughs> yeah. or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something better than I phrased it. But yeah, geez, Danae. Sorry. You don't have the script in front of you? It. Sheesh. <laughs> um, let's go. But let's go back to you, Danae. What's something else you don't like? Um, it's hard because so knowing how difficult Bruce was Bruce being the mechanical shark or mm-hmm. the one of the three mechanical sharks that they had. Um, I know it was really difficult to make and maintain mm-hmm. and for the time it was. So I'm giving all those caveats, but the scenes of the shark, it's very, very um, open and obvious. in like when he's like on the boat, essentially mm-hmm. it's more obvious that yeah. it's fake. And I just have to, you just have to kind of take it at mm-hmm. face value and be like, you know what? This was kind of the the forefront of their 
mechanical effects mm. capability for the time. Yeah. And uh, just take it as that. So looking at it now, you're just like, oh, that's a fake shark. Um, but so. Oh, so you think it looks like a fake shark now? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. in those scenes, in those oh, specific okay. scenes oh, where yeah, it's yeah. really, really obvious. Yes. So ones where it's in the water, less mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. But when it's kind of out of the water and you're just seeing kind of like the mechanical motions, there's a few times where you can even see a little bit of like the mechanical inside motion, uh, like okay. as it's like from far away shots. Mm-hmm. If you know that you're looking at a mechanical shark, it's mm-hmm. um, but I, I was able to let it go knowing, even knowing it was a mechanical shark. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that the, of all the scenes that I'm like, yeah, that that look yeah. that does look fake is where he goes yeah. up on the boat and pulls it down. It's, I agree. You totally can't not have that scene though, and mm-hmm. obviously you can't have a shark wrangler. Like, there's no animal handler that's going to train a shark, so <laughs> you can't get away from it. Yeah. And you need that final scene yeah. with the shark. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a necessary evil in that case. Totally. You you had commented that you liked the effects overall, Paul. Were there any in particular ones that you're like? Oh, okay, that does look fake. No, it all looked real to me except for the black eyes of the shark when it's really close and, uh-huh. and where it's like solid black. And I'm like, like I a think doll that's what those <laughs> Yeah, and I I'm like, that's what shark eyes are like, though. But uh, that's what I was thinking. Are sharks' eyes like that? I don't remember like <laughs> underwater photos of sharks that I've seen with like, oh, where you have just solid black eyes. Like, Maybe out of the water. <laughs> oh, maybe. Totally yeah. making that up. It's almost like they got infected by that X Files virus. Oh, it's a black cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch out, shark! Not long for this world. <laughs> I mean, when I saw cartoons of Jabberjaw or any of these other sharks, they didn't have solid black. Oh eyes. my gosh! Fall. Except for maybe the ones dancing with who? Katy Perry, I think. Oh made. yeah, left shark. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. you guys are talking about no, right no. now, but okay. It was like the Super Bowl show with Katy Perry, and then there's like these people in shark costumes dancing, and the oh. the shark on the left side, if you look it up, was just having way more fun. Oh. <laughs> All right. But was, those were solid black eyes, I think, because they were more anime looking, you know. Oh, okay. I was going to add in with mine, because I think it tied in, and yeah. I mentioned it earlier about the shark effects. Mm-hmm. So there is a scene... Um, kind of near the end when it's attacking the shark cage mm-hmm. that they actually do have real shark footage. I figured, in. Yeah. yeah. And there is a credit to like stock shark footage. Yes. At the end. So apparently what they were able to do is there's a, there's a crew in Australia that was taking footage for them. Mm-hmm. The biggest shark that they could get in the wild was a sick, like 16 feet long. Oh shark. really? That's and it, so huh? what they did for the scale is they had a stunt double for Hooper. Mm-hmm. That was a little person. In the oh, cage, okay. and so that they got the scale to look different. Um, oh wow, that's really smart! But then, interestingly, the best footage they got, where he the shark is just like mangling the shark cage, mm-hmm. was on a day before they had the stunt double in the cage. So then they called Steven Spielberg or like the video crew, and they're like, "Hey, we got this great footage." They're like, "Oh, great, we're gonna have a continuity issue where there's mm-hmm. nobody in the cage." So that's when they decided to not kill off Hooper. Really? Uh-huh. So oh, that's Hooper was supposed to die in that scene. Wow, okay. And so in order to keep that great footage, uh-huh. they let him survive. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Nice. Thank you for that insight. Yeah. Um, and uh, while Danae was telling that interesting story, which I'm serious, <laughs> it was, I was looking at sharks, pictures of sharks, and yeah, they have black <laughs> eyes. So 
I guess what the thing is is that it was protruding out a lot more than a normal mm. shark. Oh, okay, is. okay. So, and plus the shark in uh, Finding Nemo, he he has white <laughs> in his eyes. Bruce. Yeah, because that's that's what you want to go for for a ana- shark anatomy is Pixar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, funny that Paul. Did you sort of make? put two and two together that the whole mindless eating machine uh, thing that Bruce says and the other sharks from uh, Finding Nemo is sort of a takeoff of what Hooper says here. This, this thing's a machine, just a killing machine, just eats, uh, swims, and makes baby sharks. Did you get that? That's in Finding Nemo? Yeah, the, the thing that Bruce and the other sharks say, I am they not say, a mindless killing machine. Oh, I just remember fish are friends, not food. They say that too, yes. Okay. I am a shark, not a mindless killing or not a mindless eating machine. Yeah, I, yeah. If I am to change this image, okay, I must th- okay, change myself. Moving on. Paul, fish are friends, not food. Paul, I don't Paul, remember that in Paul took this <laughs> pledge to heart. <laughs> Sorry. What's something else you don't like, Paul? Um, okay. The the fish, the sorry, the shark is out in and Sharks every fish. Yeah, the, it's eating in the ocean and then all of a sudden it goes after the sheriff's son who is playing with his friends in the pond. Mm-hmm. Okay, last I know a pond is secluded, separated from the main water. That's what makes it a pond. Mm. They're calling so how, it the pond. Yeah, don't call it the pond if it's not a pond, <laughs> but, especially if it's a movie. <laughs> what do you mean the shark's in the pond? It's no, a, it's like Free Willy. It's hopping over <laughs> bodies of water, flying over land. It's It's all of a sudden become a very much fairy tale where sharks fly. And I took it as it's it was like, like why a... You, the colloquial name the for yeah, that's, that's how I took the it bay. Yeah. We can't control our mechanical sharks because it's you know flying from body to <laughs> from one body of water to another. I'm just picturing Attacking the kid from Free Willy on, like, on that bridge. Yeah. Wow. Why call it? A, why not just say, "Hey, play over here." I don't know what you call. It. You don't call it a pond. That's separated. I don't know, Paul. I have no no recourse for they you. They live on an island. Totally. They're very, yeah, very the sheltered. <laughs> they don't know what ponds they, are. They have a limited vocabulary. They don't vocabulary. know what words like <laughs> they don't know. call or pond <laughs> mean. Monologue, soliloquy. Shark apparently did not right. strike a chord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so that totally threw me out of the movie for that whole scene. Everyone kept calling a pond. <laughs> It's like, like, well, is it a pond? Or if so, how'd the shark get in there? <laughs> I like that that was one of your dislikes. Yeah, right. I feel yeah. like that, that speaks really highly of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think uh, with that, wow, Paul. Uh, with that, uh, we'll go ahead and go to our, our tragic makers. Um, let's begin with Danae. What's the thing you hated most about this movie? The thing I hated the most mm-hmm. is Richard Dreyfuss's laugh. <laughs> Really? It's so oh, wow. bad. And it's not even just like this movie. It's just that it's in this movie. Go back and listen to it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Maybe it wasn't as obvious to you. on YouTube of all the oh, Richard Dreyfuss laughs. Let's look for it later because I bet <laughs> there is. It's wow. really, really, uh, 
I don't know. It's abrupt and grating for me. And it was interesting. It's okay. not like it ruined the movie. Uh-huh. It's not, so it's not really a tragic maker, but I hated that the most of anything. Wow. I It did not phase me at all. I, thought I think once I one. noticed it, then I heard it every time. Though. So if oh. you didn't notice it, then you're probably like, then probably, yeah, didn't, whatever. probably didn't strike you as much. Yeah. We have to end the, the show on <laughs> this. Should. Oh, my gosh. Laughs. Um, <laughs> Paul, uh, what is your tragic maker? Tragic maker for me is that I was so shocked by the shark jumping pawn to pawn. I had to stay in the hospital, you know, because of the shock. And then I just stayed there. No, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's what I have to say to that. There's a lot of okay. This movie is slow. I am I am all for like a slow burn and everything, but this is tragically slow. I think <laughs> they could have cut a good thirty to forty five minutes out of this movie. It really, it's only barely great. two oh, yeah. hours. It's barely. Two oh hours. yeah. Oh, that's so you would way make it. More you would it make it like a Disney animated movie length. <laughs> Just a ninety minute yeah, with movie. Bruce the shark saying fish are friends not food that's fascinating Show me because to the nearest pond i was i actually had to pause in the in the middle at or no wait was it this movie or another because it was so long you no, needed a break no i was gonna say i was gonna i i, I think i had to pause it oh because chrissy had come home from something and i decided to pause it to you know say hi and what have you and i'm like i want to get back to the movie though because i was invested the whole way through i didn't i thought it was paced really well so I'm surprised to hear that that's oh, a criticism. I thought it just moved okay. slowly. All right. From scene Maybe to scene to scene. It could oh, okay. be. I feel like it could be because it's a limited cast. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of action going on. It's mm. very character driven exactly. instead of being extremely plot driven. So the main plot is very obvious the whole film. So the characters are really the ones that are driving the yeah. action. So I think that's where it could come from. But I do like how there seemed like there were separate segments of plot. So mm-hmm. there's kind of like the beginning, figuring out that there's a shark. Then there's like the townspeople getting upset. Then there's, you know, people going out trying to kill the shark. And then it's the final battle in the ocean. Yeah. So it seemed like of those segments, each one stood alone really well and mm-hmm. tied in. So I, th- I don't and know. I could see both sides. I see with Francisco, like it, it seemed like it moved along pretty well. I don't know what I would have cut out of it. Yeah. I don't really know either. Except for... Uh, so my tragic maker, which would be the opening killing scene with, with Chrissy, Chris, is that her name? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I wouldn't cut it out. I mean, I, I realize you need that to serve. Here are the stakes of this movie guys. So strap in. But I was really annoyed with how it looked like they were shooting at from, I don't know. They were shooting either at a sunset and then a day for night. And it was very obvious to me that there was some discontinuity between the different shots of some of Chrissy. Um, The some that were like uh, wide shots of Chrissy, it looked like day for night. Then close-ups of Chrissy, it looked like sunset. Close-ups of the guy, it looked like sunset. And it just went back and forth. And I'm like, what is going on? Why? Okay, sunrise, whatever it happened to be. But I, I was just really... Transitioning like, from night to day. No, it, the kill did not last from night to day. Paul. Maybe the moon was really oh, yeah. bright. She, 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 she was in that water going back and forth a while. I thought, my goodness, why doesn't the shark just finally pull her down? It did <laughs> well, after, that that you know, part's several. true. Yeah, but I'm, it wasn't 
like for hours on end. I, I see what you're saying, but um, yeah, I just yeah, you're right. That was too quick. I did like the how sun they doesn't did rise that quick. I did <laughs> like how they did the effect of like tugging her under. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the short yeah. jabs, mm-hmm. because I thought that was more dramatic than just like a super obvious attack. It's <laughs> just like exactly what you would be afraid of happening yeah. if you were swimming in a body of water where mm-hmm. you couldn't see what was below the surface. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was acted well. I just, the way the cinematography for that, especially to open your movie with that, I thought that put a bad, that put a bad taste in my mouth. So that, did it go away? It, it did go away, um, for a little bit, uh, oh. but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, so that's my traction maker. Um, but now that we've entered all, all our, Targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Ready to torpedo this shark. Um, <laughs> do we rate Jaws a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. In nostalgic, we only recommend a rewatch. It's not worth seeing if you, you've never experienced it jaws before or a tragic don't see this movie don't rewatch this movie just leave it alone uh leave it out in the sea don't go in the ocean uh so let's start with our guest danae how do you rate jaws i i would still rate it a classic oh, okay nice i think it still stands up for sure really? i'm in shock i need to stay in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> better stay overnight yeah very good very good uh paul how do you rate jaws I'm particularly interested in your reins yeah. since this is your first time watching it. The fact that so many people like this. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it overall. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would rate it a classic. Now, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, in general, I would recommend if you haven't seen it, I, you should go take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Monty Python's not for everyone, but apparently you want to rate that a classic, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is. I think that is interesting. Paul's perspective, having never seen it before, too. Hmm. So, let me ask you this, Paul: Would you buy it on Blu-ray? Well, I already had it for what? Well, I have it on. <laughs> Not on Blu-ray, but on digital. Well, uh, sure, yeah, but that, so the there's Blu- there's Blu-ray a different quality, level so, between yeah. getting a digital copy and like I want to own this to display. To display? No, to watch anytime. <laughs> but to answer Never your question, mind. I already do. So yes, I would because you know everyone says it's a classic, so I got it. Oh, okay. So, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. To I, watch I, eventually. I it was a good deal. It was only a couple bucks. Oh, Sorry. Nice. <laughs> I won't belabor the point. Okay. So classic from All right. Too Danae. Late. Classic from Paul. Uh, for me, uh, it, it was a classic as well. I was like, I very what? much enjoyed watching this. Oh, man. It's you didn't even do a fake disputed. out with us either. No, I just. Yeah. I, I tried to give a little fake out with my little tragic maker, but as at the end there, anyway, obviously didn't work very well. Yeah, I, I, I really, especially that feeling I got that I described my my uh, classic maker that was super powerful. I I 
enjoyed watching the movie. It was still tense, even though I've seen it several times. Uh, and I thought the this time I was especially looking at the effects of the shark, and I thought those held up really well. So that's why I rated a classic. Uh, so according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Jaws uh, unanimous classic movie. Go out, go out and see this movie, uh, especially if you've never seen it before or rewatch it. Um, Unless you have a deathly fear of sharks, no, maybe then, avoid it. Then you need or to watch it to you, you need to face your fear. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is what the same you, as uh, going in the ocean, I'm sure. Uh, a fear of Richard Dreyfuss's laugh. I think you could still watch it and find <laughs> oh. a lot of enjoyment. <laughs> okay. Nice. Do you, how's how are my laugh? How's my laugh, Janet? Totally I, fine. I, okay. Yeah. I think when we listen to his laugh, you're going to know what I'm talking. Okay. About. All right. Fair. Okay, guys, we have just about reached our last nav point and the end of the episode, uh, but not the end of the show. Much like a level in Star Fox or Super Mario World, there's more bonus content to discover. Uh, you don't need a cheat code or anything like that, though. Uh, you just need to become one of our patrons on Patreon for as little as $1 an episode, and you can get you striking, you get our feed to listen to our new tubes, 1.21 Game Watts. Like uh, this time, we played a mov- uh, game called uh, Monster Movie Mad or Movie Monster Mad Libs, which was quite fun. Uh, and we also had a new tube. Unfortunately, I didn't get an oil painting this time, guys. Hopefully next time. But we had some good new tube oh, uh, selections. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you'll consider becoming one of our patrons, and you can have access to that as well as other content like uh, commentaries, uh, mini reviews, stuff like that. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right. Uh, one other announcement. As always, I want to say go to, and this is for anyone, you don't have to be a patron, just listen to our show. Uh, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote. And there you get to vote on the movies you want us to cover. Yes, this is somewhat a democracy. <laughs> um, so we're, we're starting to near the end of our uh, last, of our set of five, current set of five movies. And when we uh, get to the next set, if we are to close voting today, your next five movies would be Space Camp, whatever. Yeah. Um, Aladdin, <laughs> Hook, Remember the Titans, and the original Tron. So other nice. than that first one, quite a good selection so, of movies there. So how does it weight it for like the ones who the ones that have been added on? Because like Aladdin hasn't been on very long. I know. But how many votes does it have total? It has thirteen upvotes and uh-huh. only one vote down. Okay. So I think it weights more just ratio of upvotes to okay. downvotes. Huh. I guess. Right. Whereas for those who are curious, the This the, is really fun to see Francisco's votes. Okay. The, Always. The movie at the bottom of the list is Escape to Witch Mountain, which has 23 upvotes, but only 85, but 85 downvotes. So did they ever drop Yay. off the bottom of the list? No, they no. just get moved down to the bottom of the list. So the list just will just keep growing and growing and growing? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. As we, yeah. You must have added a lot of Disney movies on recently, yes. like all in one big chunk. Paul, Paul did a... Uh, 
did a yeah. coup de gras. <laughs> You're welcome. That's probably not the right term, but of Disney movies that he wanted me to add. So I went through and like any of the ones that I had seen and hadn't seen in a couple of years I had. So yeah, some some good ones are on there um, and lots of bad ones are on there. Uh, like, you know, Cinderella. I'll let you decide which one <coughs> that is. Um, Way to go, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote. And those can definitely change. You can absolutely vote Space Camp down below Escape from <laughs> Rich Mountain. You absolutely can do Feel free to do, do that. that. And, and don't feel like your vote is locked in. If you mistakenly clicked voting up for Space down. Camp, meant to say down, meant you to can up. go back and do down. Send those kids <laughs> up. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, go there and let us know what movies you want us to cover. More Steven Spielberg. More. I'll mm-hmm. have to add some more Steven Spielberg. I don't know if any of the Indiana Joneses or Jurassic nope. Parks I don't think are yeah. on there. We have one other uh, one. I'm a feedback. I just want to say a general thank you to Josh Josh Berkey of the Victims and Villain Victims and Villains podcast, and also Steve Hamilton. Um, you guys have just been sharing our content, adding to our Facebook group. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, just contribu- contributing to the Retro Rewind podcast community. Yeah. Hamilton's really popular right now. Alexander oh Hamilton. Gosh. Different Hamilton, Paul. Oh. Not the well, I ten, wonder if... Not the $10 bill guy. Um, oh. $10 founding father. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, if you want to leave us any feedback, whether it's on uh, Facebook or iTunes or wherever, uh, the best you can, Paul will share with you the places you can find us on social media. Um, and now, before we get to our final nav point, Omega, Paul, take it away. Our final nav point, Omega. Okay. How many nav point Omegas <laughs> do we have before our final? Omega, our last, last one. I'm sorry. I should have said our final nav point, nav point Omega. There we go. Next time, we'll be going back to the final nav point Omega. (laughs) No, we're going to be going back to 1992 for the movie Sneakers. Oh, nice. Apparently, there's shoes in there. I don't know. But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Support us through Patreon and PayPal. Follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. And if you want to find me specifically, you can go to Paul J. Powers, where I have all my social media links, and you can annoy me there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host, awesome first mate of this ship. Not sure. called the Orca, but just Retro Rewind Podcast ship. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Hopefully we don't run amok of any sharks that want revenge. Um, and I also want to say a special thank you to Danae for coming back to the show. Thanks. Always awesome to have you on the show. And uh, is there, how can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, you can find me on my guest podcast host page on the Retro Rewind podcast website, which has links to my Facebook and my Instagram, I believe. Indeed, it does. Uh, Nice. Just go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash, it's not super convenient URL, but it makes sense. You can also find it by, on the episode. Oh yeah, if you go to this episode, click on Danae's portrait, it'll go to that. So that's probably the easier way to get to it other than slash host slash Danae hyphen Berg. Yep. Um, Nope, right. and I don't have anything specific I'm oh, promoting. But. 
Well, thank you. Is again. your middle name hyphen? Because that oh, would be gosh. interestingly coincidental. That'd be really funny, but no. Uh, it's just a hyphen. It's not hyphen the word. That's because spaces just, don't oh, work in URLs, it's just Paul. just a hyphen. Just the symbol, hyphen. Oh. You can find me, I'm Francisco symbol. Ruiz, at FXRUIZX on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, check out my portfolio. I'm a weapon graphic, graphic designer at fxrdesign.com. <laughs> it sounded like you said a weapon designer. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but no, I'm a web and graphics designer. Uh, so uh, thank you so much. You, the listener, Whatever you're doing right now, wherever you are, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, supporting the show, sharing the podcast with your friends. It's so great that we're getting to just talk these retro movies with you and hope you enjoyed our discussion of Jaws. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. The laughs mm-hmm. of Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I'm so excited. Laugh. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> that bothers you? All right. It's very unique to him. Huh. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs>